Welcome to The Great People Show, your guide to greatness, your GPS to excellence. Here's your host, J.J. White. Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Great People Show. I'm your host, J.J. White, and back in the studio with me, is Muncie. Good morning, James. Morning, buddy. How are you doing? I'm doing... Man, I'm living different. How are you? I'm always living different. Are you really? Whether I like it or not. Well, you know what? We're going to be talking about living different today. Wherever you're listening to us right now, Facebook Live, the podcast on 92.7 FM in Richmond. Thank you for being here and allowing us to be a part of your journey. Of course, you can always get every show that we do on our website at greatpeopleshow.com. Uh, there's, I actually read a statistic today, James, 50% of the general population in the United States have listened to a podcast in the last month. Wow. Audio is exploding yeah. in our society. Media has changed so much, right? When we were kids, if you wanted to in, engage in media, you got three, maybe four channels that you could sit down in front of a TV and and that was about it. And it's been exciting for us to watch our podcast numbers go up and up, and we appreciate all the listeners for tuning in every week and uh yeah it's a it's a whole new medium i like to i listen while i'm driving man do you really yeah if i'm driving on a long trip i uh you know just do the bluetooth thing and stream some stuff on spotify or apple podcast and and, and we're there yeah we're, we're everywhere spotify is actually on track to take over apple for podcast listeners mm. i mean this is a really big deal in the industry and the other statistic is um the average listener the, the average numbers of shows that they're listening to is not going down as a result of all these new listeners so on average people are listening to seven podcasts a week yeah listening That's instead of music a lot of people yeah and, and let's face it what would you rather spend your time doing to be a a better you listening to music which i love music mm -hmm. or actually listening to something that that challenges you to to think and be different and challenges you to change oh boy we're going to get into that some today, aren't we? Should be a topic. Should be a topic that we cover. In yeah. fact, we we covered it almost a year ago, kind of in a way, and we're starting a new series that we've called "Live Different." If you're watching us on video, you can see the hashtag in the back. Just it's it's about living different, and uh, part of this is we're going to explore a lot of our more popular show topics. And, and if you've been a regular listener of the show, you've heard us say over and over. We have roughly 40 minutes of content every week, mm -hmm. and, and these topics could take hours to oh, really yeah. dig into it. Hours. Yeah. I mean, in a perfect world, we would be doing a three-hour show every day. We could easily do that. Let's do it. Let's, let's start a GoFundMe page, and they could <laughs> uh, supplement mine and your income, and we could just go all, all Wouldn't that be fun? That would be We could bring a lot of people in the studio. We'd do oh, a lot yeah. of things. Just send your money orders, PayPal, to. <laughs> I'll give you my email address. And um, these topics will have transformational impact or have had transformational impact on other people's directions because that's what we've heard from, from you, our listeners. And they were just high engagement topics and revisiting them because none of this really matters unless we can live different. Mm -hmm. uh, I get very frustrated whenever I meet people. Maybe frustrated is too strong of a word, but I certainly get a little sad whenever I run into so many people that consume so much information. They seem ready to change. They just, maybe this is you. Maybe maybe you're ready for something different, and, and you're excited about something different, and you go to classes, and you read books, and you listen to podcasts, and maybe even pay for a coach. Like, there's a whole industry wrapped around you changing, and then nothing is different. 
Why, why are you so unwilling to change in order to live different? Why do you think people are so unwilling to, to change, James? What about the cliche expression that people don't change? And I'm sure there are a lot of people listening right now that, you know, I mean, that, that's where total, come on, JJ, people, people don't change. I mean, what, is there anything to that? The only time they, they, they change against their will, I think, is pretty much when they die. You yeah. know, that's, that's some pretty much change that they've lost control of, and it's kind of too late at that point. Uh, we went to Facebook this week with two research questions, one of which was, what needs to change about you? And there weren't actually a lot of responses to that question. Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised. I am not one bit surprised that a lot of people did not want to answer that question because it's very difficult to look at the proverbial man in the mirror, woman in the mirror, and, and say, I don't like this about you. Because that's what starts change. Yeah, and it's even tougher to put it on social media for all to see. And some did, though. Yeah. So, some some put that out there. Some people talked about being a, a better listener. I remember Jim said just quite simply, everything. Ooh. And yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear more about that. Mm-hmm. Like every, Everything's a lot. Mm-hmm. And then we you know, had one of our loyal listeners say absolutely nothing. And that's another point of view that you can take. I can't believe that nothing should change. I can't either. I mean, I think that we are always trying to improve ourselves, or we should be. Should be. And generally, with improvement comes change, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when we say change, I mean, we're not necessarily asking for a whole reinvention of ourselves, but it could be tweaking something. But sometimes that's necessary. Absolutely. And in fact, wanting the 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 reinvention, wanting the major disruption in your life is probably one of the largest barriers that people have to change because it's so big. It's mm-hmm. so overwhelming. We're, we're going to talk about that in a, in a little bit. I'm going to start this show, or now that we've already started, continue to start the show with a, a quote from a speech that I found, James. Gosh, this was probably 12 or 13 years ago in preparation for a keynote speech that I did about change. Mm-hmm. And when I did this speech, I wore this this shirt. It was a it was a t-shirt that had the picture of a dinosaur skeleton on it. And in the bottom it said hope is not a strategy. <laughs> because oftentimes we think and we believe that change is going to just come for us and we're always going to be prepared for it and we'll just wait another day to change and another day to change and kind of know the rest of the story with the dinosaurs. And I found this. I found this quote. Uh, I, I put it here on our notes. So I'm going to just read it and maybe do a pop quiz to see who who recalls this and when it was. It is not can any of us imagine better, but can we all do better? The dogmas of the quiet past are inadequate to the stormy present. The occasion is piled high with difficulty, and we must rise with the occasion, as our case is new. So we must think anew and act anew. We must disenthrall ourselves, and then we shall save our country. I think I, the end probably gave it away. I, well, I, I would bet not a lot of people would be able to recall that from probably any history book that they've ever read. Yeah. But that was Abraham Lincoln's State of the Union Address to Congress, Actually, I think they called it something different because there wasn't really any other way for him to talk to anybody but Congress back in those days. 
December 1st, 1862, and if you know your history, this was um, a really tough time for our country, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of uh, things going on in the Western Front with uh, Native Americans. There was civil war, and the word that I want to focus in with us today is disenthrall, and there's this neat feature on Google where you can actually go and, and Google a word and see the history of the usage of word uh, in our history, mm-hmm. and disenthrall, as you can imagine, was pretty popular word used in the 1860s, but then it kind of died out in the 1890s and didn't really show up in the 1900s. So I thought, what a what a cool thing to do. Let's let's bring disenthrall back, man. Let's bring it back. Um, do you know what the definition of disenthrall is? Only because it's written down Only in the notes. Only because it's written down in the notes. It is probably one of the more powerful definitions of change that I've ever read. It's just two simple words. Set free. Mm. And folks, if you're listening to this today, you may have just said to yourself, I need to be set free. So what does that really mean? Well, disenthrall means set free. And whenever I pick up a visualization of setting free, I see these really... Imagine the chains that are attached to an anchor off of a tanker ship, mm-hmm. how massive those chains are. And imagine wearing those chains. Mm-hmm. And then imagine getting those chains off of you mm-hmm. and not having to drag around the anchors of life that you probably have had to drag around your entire life. Maybe it was the childhood that you grew up in. Perhaps it was the the lack of education or lack of focus that you put into your education or those really bad managers or tough jobs that you had growing up, or maybe it was those really horrible decisions that you made somewhere in your life to get involved with the wrong people, drugs, alcohol, bad relationships, horrible marriage, whatever it is. And some of these are massive chains and anchors that you're dragging around in your life right now. And it's difficult for us to shed some of those and truly disenthrall ourselves and set ourselves free. And James, I've always felt like that this show is a, a place for people to come to set themselves free. Yeah, me too. And I think that the biggest challenge with this, though, for a lot of people out there is that they recognize those chains that are holding them down, but to them that change is even more challenging Mm -hmm. than continuing to go on as they are. Because when you make that change, when you disenthrall yourself from those things, that opens up a whole new set of challenges. And we talk a lot on the show about people's natural inclination to stick with the status quo, to stay in their comfort zone, no matter how much they know they need Mm -hmm. to change. And that's a big part of human nature. I mean, you get comfortable. Some people get comfortable in those chains after a while. Oh, well, especially whenever you're not going anywhere. Yeah, a lot. The 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 bond bondage may be a, a, a an appropriate word here, and this is bondage that we put ourselves in. This is bondage that we allow other people to put us in. And when so, I was speaking yesterday to a group of entrepreneurs. There was about seventy-five entrepreneurs in the room. Mm. Many of them had quit their jobs. I, I talked to one guy, literally, he had just quit his job to pursue his passion. It was uh, around specialty foods. So imagine having this idea about a specialty food 
and it starts to sell. It it, it uh, had, what did he call? It? He goes. It, it went from a hobby mm-hmm. to a side hustle, and two weeks ago, I quit my job, wow. and now it's all I got to do. And talk about the level of disenthrall, and in the risk, it in when you're changing, you're very much starting over in life, and that is so unbelievably scary to people that sitting there not moving. And that was my advice whenever I was speaking to this group. I was like, there's two things that you need to focus on right now in this business. You need to move and talk. Mm -hmm. You need to get out of your chair and talk. And these things are very difficult for people to do whenever you're making some of these huge decisions in your life. Yeah. I know you've made some huge decisions in your life, some recently. I have. I have. And, you know, it's it was... I was moving from one good situation to a better situation. And, you know, but it's still, these are tough decisions to make. And and that's another thing that I think holds people down from making change is that people are scared that the change that they may be making might, could possibly leave them in even a worse place. Mm-hmm. So take take this guy that left his job to go and, and start his specialty food company Maybe he was in a career that he liked. Maybe he was in a career that he didn't like. But regardless, maybe it was one that was supporting his family well. He has now made that leap, made that jump. You know, we've talked about that whole Steve Harvey oh, yeah. video in the past. Um, and he's made that jump, and maybe it'll be huge for him. But a lot of people in that situation, in the back of their mind, they're questioning whether, gosh, if I fail, I'll end up in an even worse place than I'm in right now. And it doesn't even matter how much passion you have or even how much confidence you have. It all, all it takes is one small, even medium-sized doubt to extinguish all of that. Right. There's just one thing that could go wrong if I decide to change, and it just extinguishes the dream. But, you know, to me, what overpowers all of those things, and this is just James's personal opinion, is someday, a long, long time from now, when I'm at the end of my life, I'd like to be able to look back and say, you know what, I, I, I don't have any what-ifs. Right. And, you know, if, if I spent my life punching a clock, so to speak, in a, <laughs> in a job that didn't satisfy me, that didn't challenge me uh, to grow, etc. And I had the opportunity to do all the things that I've done, and I didn't do it for pure fear of possible failure. Mm-hmm. I would argue that that is not truly living life. Mm-hmm. That's not living different. No. That's, that's on purpose living the same. And listen, we're not we're not suggesting here that that wherever you are, you go and quit your job tomorrow and, and go off to whatever passion project you have. It's a process. It takes it takes time for most mm-hmm. people. But I, I I just I don't want what ifs in my life. Yeah. And everybody out there listening has what ifs. I mean, we still have them now. But man, I tell you, JJ, you can't just live the status quo forever, mm-hmm. I think, if you really want to have the most fulfilling life. This leads us into the second research question that we went to social media with this week. Why is change necessary? And there were maybe one or two people that said, well, it's not necessary. It's going to happen whether you want it to or not. So I could always debate that that makes it necessary mm-hmm. because it's going to happen no matter what. I was very fascinated by some of these answers um, and this was actually my personal opinion. I answered the question myself first, and then we'll get into everyone else's answers, is that you were born into change. When you were born, 
everything starts to change every second of your life. Actually, change is in your your nature, and you really want to have a hard time in life, keep resisting that change. The resistance of change will bring more hurt and pain than anything you could do to actually embrace the change. In fact, it's so much in your nature that embracing the change is the one thing that is going to become most comfortable for you. Mm -hmm. Even though that big anchor and chain wrapped around you may be comfortable, it's actually so uncomfortable to become comfortable. Just wait until you start to swim in the lane of change. By the way, have you ever heard of evolution? Yeah. I mean, as as Patrick said on Facebook, uh, as appealing as he answered this question, as appealing as it sounds, I really don't want to live in a cave. I mean, that's why change is necessary. It's coming no matter what. Yeah. No matter what. Uh, this one was from from Mark. It's the only way you and the people around you can grow. Now, that's a very, very powerful statement because you could look at it selfishly and say, well, I want to grow, so I, I must make change necessary. But let's face it, the people around you aren't going to grow if you continue to stay where you're at. And and if the people around you don't want to grow, that's all you're gonna. That's all you're gonna attract mm-hmm. are people that don't want to grow as much as you don't want to grow. So that becomes a really vicious cycle. And um, and Bill said, and and if you aren't growing, you're dying. That's one of my one of my favorite sayings is when you're green, you're growing. When you're ripe, you're rotting. Mm. So in either case, folks, you're changing. There, yep. there, there's change taking place. You're either growing into the person that you were designed to be or you're dying out of the person that was designed to go away. Yeah, very true. And we all have had times in our life where we got ripe. And the good <laughs> thing about people versus plants is you can turn that around and start growing again anytime that you choose to. It's just a matter of making that choice, right? Mm-hmm. And un- unlike unlike fruits and vegetables, you can actually unripe yourself and get green again. Someone else on Facebook, Mike, said to force people to accept new ideas and tear down outdated beliefs is why it's necessary to change. Yet another powerful statement from our listeners that if we don't change, we're going to get so stuck in our, our tunnel vision that this is, this is something that would not just prevent us from growing and being successful, but without accumulating new ideas and new pathways and new things that we can accomplish, it'll actually drive us into death faster. When I say death, I mean the, the death of your purpose mm-hmm. starts, starts, starts to happen. The death of your calling starts to happen because you can't actually see anything different except for what's in the rearview mirror. Yeah, and we all know people who are, who are like that. There are people who resist change most of their lives. Yeah. Um, there are people who... My gosh, man, there are people who have children who make decisions that are counter to what is it within their comfort zone and they disown their kids over it. Isn't it amazing? I mean, I'm away. so stuck. Yeah. So stuck. I, and it's kind of sad because now that you bring it up, I've actually heard a lot of stories about that recently mm-hmm. of adults that are willing to go at any length to keep their children from doing anything that they didn't do. Yeah. That's... I, I just I just talked to a friend... Um, on Monday that said his stepson went to the college that he went to 
Okay, so his stepson, by the way, was given a scholarship to play football for a D2 school. Mm-hmm. But his dad, his real dad, not his stepdad, wanted him to go to this other D1 school. And he went to that school without any abilities to play football there. So his dad was so focused on him going to that school, but his dad didn't care about him playing football. He just wanted him to go to that school. So he gave up a football scholarship to make his dad happy because his dad went to that school. Wow. Talk about enforcing your lack of change on other people. That's going to change the course of his life. It's his son. Why would you do that? How could you do that? I, I don't understand. I, I got no. I really, I, I don't understand. Um, and one last thought on this whole why change is necessary from our social media question. Scott said, because the obstacles in the way of your goals are constantly changing. Now, that is a perspective I had not thought about that oftentimes we get locked into change because we see this obstacle in front of us and we say, I have no idea how to overcome this particular obstacle. Well, here's the beauty of life. The obstacle eventually is going to change too. Yeah. But we get so locked into believing that obstacle is permanent and nothing's going to change with that obstacle, we stop even looking down that path. We do. And the cynical people out there, which we're all guilty of from time to time, will say, well, look, JJ, the moment that I get around, I change and get around one obstacle, guess what? There's going to be a new obstacle right in front of me. Oh, yeah. Cynicism is going going on our live different list here. Mm -hmm. We We need to talk about that one big time. So why is change so hard? Because Scott said there's these changing obstacles. Well, we need to be looking at these obstacles in the face so that we know how to identify them and overcome them and literally plow through them. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's really, in my opinion, no other way to get around these obstacles of change that if you want to live different, you're going to have to look fear in the face. I think that's the other issue here, James. People don't want, people don't want to look fear in the face. They want to find another way around it. There's no other way around fear. Well, people often just want to stick their heads in the sand and and you know and just pretend like the house isn't really on fire. I mean, that's you know again, and that's coming that's, from a firefighter. That's powerful. And that's but that's that's human nature, right? We 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 tend to turn our heads away from change that we know is needed. I mean, in the most in the most simple of examples, JJ, our garage at our house has been a total disaster for like the last year, and you know like. It would. I knew that it would take literally an entire weekend to straighten out our garage. And okay. I have just. I've been running away from it. I make up excuses as to why I can't do that this week. Been doing it for the last twelve months. And guess what? Last weekend, spent two days, like three trips to the dump, cleaned out the oh, whole geez. garage, and it feels amazing. And that is like the most simplistic definition of change. I mean, right? Changing simply cleaning a a room in your house. Yeah. But my my point is that. People will will by default shy away from things that they know they have to do, mm-hmm. even if it's just cleaning up your house. Mm-hmm. I mean, let alone making major changes in your life. And people start to apply that that um, that template to the other big changes. Like, I can't even do this. How am I supposed to do that? Yeah, I can't even clean the garage. How am I supposed to start a new career? How, How am I supposed to live different yep. if I can't get my garage clean? Exactly. We and. In many cases, we've actually done that to ourselves. We've purposely allowed ourselves to get into these situations where we can't do something just to prove to ourselves that we can't do anything. Right. 
That's how your mind works, folks. I mean, if, the, if, if you're anywhere close to thinking that doesn't apply to you, think again. Mm-hmm. It applies to me. It applies to you. It applies to everybody. That's how we make ourselves feel better about not achieving our goals, mm-hmm. is we find other failures to say, see, I told me so. Yeah. Therefore, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. I mean, what if you made a list right now of five things that you wanted to accomplish that would be in that category of living different? What's holding you back from those? Well, let's give you a quick list of what could be holding you back from those. Number one, and this comes from Psychology Today, our friends at Psychology Today. Yeah. We love Psychology Today. Number one, simple is confused with easy. I love that. Why do you love it? Because it's so incredibly true. I mean, again, let's just go to the really basic thought of of cleaning out a room in our house that yeah. is a, that is an utter dis- disaster. Is it a is it a simple thing to do sure. to clean a room? Sure. Is that simple? Absolutely. Anybody can do it, no right? No question. Anybody. No doubt. Is it easy? It sucks. It sucks. <laughs> it's terrible. It is. It I is. mean, you got to sit there and you make decisions with what you keep, what you throw out. Where am I going to keep this? How am I going to store this? I got to make trips to the dump. This is heavy. This is dirty. I could go on and on and on. It's not easy. It took it took like 20 hours. So this is a huge one. And that's mm-hmm. again, that's cleaning a room in your house, JJ. So imagine trying to make a simple change in in jumping into a new career. Is that easy. Going back to school, is that easy? Changing your financial discipline because you are tens of thousands of dollars in debt on your credit cards. Is that simple? Yes. Is that easy? Heck no. I could go on and on and on. I know you could too. And this applies to our, our focus today of living different, that people, I say people, you, you really believe life should be that simple. You believe life should be that easy. There's nothing, nothing worth having in this life that is easy or simple. Nothing. The stuff that's not worth having is real simple and real easy, like flipping through Facebook. That's not worth having, mm-hmm. but that's simple and easy. And um, what I did to overcome that, I deleted Facebook from my phone. Yeah. I, del- I-, I turned off the browser so I could even get to Facebook. And if we started to purge a lot of the things that we revert to in our life as being simple and easy, all of a sudden now, the things that we really need to be doing, the things that we really need to be accomplishing for ourselves and other people start to show up. And then you start to look that fear in the face because we're constantly putting simple and easy things in front of us all day long to cloud our vision of what we should be doing that is probably still pretty simple, but not easy. Absolutely. I mean, I was talking before about we all we all stick our heads in the sand from time to time. Yep. Guess what? This thing right here, this phone, that's, that's, that's the, sand. the sand. That's it. Absolutely. And here's my challenge to you. I, I recently took this plunge on March the 1st by reading a book called Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport, sitting over there on the yeah, desk. Yeah, I see it right there. And I deleted all social media, all news, and disabled the web browser for my phone. Mm-hmm. It's been an amazing, amazing exercise in forcing me to focus on what's important, and it's usually those things I need to change in order to live different. Mm. I can still get to it from my laptop, so mm-hmm. it kind of scratches the itch a little bit. But I'm telling you what, folks, your life can change if you just start removing the things that you are relying on to kind of make the, the day go by so you don't have to confront these big things that you need to do to make a huge difference and li- live different. 
So number number two on this list of why change is hard, understanding isn't the same thing as doing. I addressed this earlier in the show. You can sit around all day long and and should all over yourself. Mm-hmm. Now I said should, so that's not an FCC violation. Yeah, that's right. You know, I know I should be doing this. I know I should be making those calls. I know I should go out and do this. So you understand very, very, very clearly exactly what it takes to even take the next step. We're not talking about to reach the goal a year from now. You understand exactly what it takes to make the next step. But because, and there's research to back this up, because you think about it so much, you've actually convinced yourself you've already done it. Yeah, or you've already convinced yourselves you've already done it, or we were talking about a couple weeks ago on the show that your mind will start making all sorts of excuses that I'll do that in an hour and an hour later. And we've all been there an hour later. It's like, Oh, I need to do that. Uh, you know what? I, I, I got a meeting in 30 minutes. I shouldn't get started on that. I'll do it right after the meeting, the meeting ends and it goes on and on and on. And then the next morning you're in the shower and you're thinking about the day that you're going to have and say, Oh, I still got to do that. I'll do yeah. it as soon as I get to the office. And we trick ourselves into genuinely believing JJ that yep. we're always going to do it at this next benchmark we set. And then we we never do, or it takes forever. It's back to the simple is confused with easy, right? And then literally after a while, we start to talk ourselves back out of it because we haven't done it for so long. Well, it probably wasn't worth doing to begin with. Amen. I mean, literally sour grapes. Mm -hmm. It's just a function of our brain that you have to go to war with. And I've said that a couple times. You have to go to war with these things. Number three, why change is so hard Self-blame gets in the way of self-empowerment. Just to tailgate exactly on what you just said, James, is you understand what you need to do so well that you actually start to blame yourself for not doing it, and then you sulk in that, and you just wallow in it. Mm-hmm. I've, Folks, I'm saying this to you because I've done it. I could probably think of a couple things I'm doing that with right now, and I'm very frustrated with myself over that. And if you're not careful... You will get stuck in self-blame instead of realizing the only person that can really get yourself out of this situation is you. Now, you may not even realize that you're in a situation. Things may be going well for you right now. This is the wake-up call. Life is not designed for everything to go well. So if everything is going well for you, you should be very concerned that you're not doing the right things or in the right place. Change is only going to happen outside of your comfort zone. Always, always. And, and yeah, we've, I, I'm there on a million things right now too. Just that, that self-blaming getting, oh my gosh, you're an idiot. You should have done this. Yeah, you should do yeah. that. And we all have those conversations in our own minds. It's amazing how much just our own freaking minds get in the way of things that again, should be, should be simple. It's a devil's playground, man. Yeah. And, and It's the only thing in the world that you absolutely have complete control over is your mind. Folks, there are plenty of institutions and people that can take everything away from you. Somebody can take your house away from you. Someone can take your kids away from you. Someone can take your job and your business away from you. But what nobody, nobody can take away from you is your mind. They can't take your thoughts away from you. They can't take your head away from you. But here's the challenge that I know you have. You're filling it with so much garbage. Mm-hmm. I fill mine with garbage. Yep, that's, oh, why, that's why I got rid of social media on my phone. I still, and here's the rest of the story on social media, by the way. 
when you do this, when you delete everything off your phone and then you start looking at it on a web browser on your computer, you're going to open up your, your Facebook and go, wow, 20 notifications. That's awesome. And then you look at all those notifications and you're like, there's nothing here. There's, right. noth there's, there's nothing here. We lost absolutely nothing, but guess what we gained back? We gained back our lives and our soul. So we have a lot of other reasons why change is hard, James. Uh, first of which... It takes a tremendous amount of energy. And by the way, from this point forward, this list, we're going to be converting these other things that are in constant resistance with you and giving you a, uh, some encouragement and tool to literally face these head on today. Not tomorrow, not Saturday, not next week, but today is it takes a tremendous amount of energy. No matter how much you want something, sometimes you just don't have enough fuel in the tank mm -hmm. to get it done. Mm. And if you start to run out of energy in your life, that is yet again something that you're doing to yourself. It's how you eat. It's how you exercise. It's the people you hang out with. It's saying yes instead of no whenever you're ask, being asked to do things. So if you're faced with the battle of not having the energy to make these sometimes small but important, certainly the big changes happen in your life where you need to live different, then there's other habits in your life that need to change in order for you to be able to get that energy back. Mm. And you're an, you're an energy guy. In fact, you know, for a while, James, you were drinking a lot of monsters on the show. Yeah. And I then was. You, you got rid of it. Yeah. And I I haven't and I haven't noticed any difference in you. So I don't think those energy drinks were doing much for you. Well it it, it gets it gets you uh, it gets you at first a little bit, but you know, I still I don't drink coffee, Jade. I know you're a coffee drinker. What right? did coffee do to you? It gives you some energy. What would it do for you though? Like with your personality. I don't what, drink coffee. I don't like hot drinks. Oh what about cold drinks? I like cold drinks. Okay. So I have I have a little bit of caffeine in the morning in, in other ways. I don't drink okay. a monster in the morning anymore. It doesn't involve needles, does it? No. no. Okay, good. <laughs> but uh is that what the kids are calling it these days? But no, I but I I drink I, I drink some caffeine every morning in, in some other ways to give myself some energy. But change takes a ton of our energy. It does. And the thing is that change often has to come outside of our normal day-to-day -day routine. So if mm -hmm. you're working on some things, it might have to be in the evenings. It might have to be in the early mornings. It might have to be on the weekends, times that uh, our energy bucket, so to speak, is is empty. And that makes it all the harder to, to invest in that change. Yep. Another thing that really gets in your way of changing is that we see it too big. It's just too massive and you're trying to change too much too fast. I doubt most of you have actually broken your change down into these small, tiny little steps and then said, you know what? I'm just going to try this one thing. I'm just going to try doing one thing a little different and see how it goes with me. And we use that big monster change to talk ourselves out of it. This is where you get into that self-doubt and that self-blame, and you start to realize, well, I can't do it. It's just, it's just too big, is if you really want to live different and live a life of significance, don't, don't keep looking 10 to 20 years out. It's cool to do that every once in a while, like every once in a while. But folks, look at the rest of the day. Like, I don't know when you're listening to the show right now, but if you have about five or six hours left in the day, what are you going to do in those five or six hours just to make one tiny little itty-bitty change that's going to result in living just a little bit different today. 
And folks, you have dealt with big change in your life before. And think back to those times, because you know what? At some point in your life, you have had big change forced on you. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's been a relationship you've gotten into. Maybe it's been a relationship or a marriage you've gotten out of. An unexpected child getting laid off or fired from your job unexpectedly and having to shift there. I could go on and on and on, but each of us has some major change that has happened in our lives that have been forced upon us. And I bet most people would say, this is not the case all the time, that they came out of it for the better. Absolutely. You've proven to yourself that you can endure great change and come back stronger. That's right. Come back ahead. I I remember during the recession, James, a lot of people lost their job, reaching out to me, talking to me. All of those people found something better. Yeah. And hey, you and I didn't have have an easy time through that either. That was horrible. We talked about it a lot. Let's not do that again. No. Um, Last one on this list before we call it a day here is that we forget failure is a part of the process, Mm. that you want to live your life with no failure, that you want to live your life as if everything is supposed to be simple and easy. That's not realistic. The realistic version of life is if you have failure, you're on the right path somewhere. You may not know where it goes next. You may not know where it ends, but that path is is right for you. We spend I, our society has now completely constructed itself around protecting you from all failures. I'm going to ask you to break out of that cycle. Go look for some failure. Go, and that's an important part of this change process. Is if you know where the failure is probably going to occur, go up to it, and then let's see what happens. And then if it happens, say, "Look, I knew this was going to happen. What are we going to do next?" Nine point nine nine times out of ten, when most people hit that failure. They fold like a beach chair. But JJ, all that I see on social media is people succeeding. Well, that's why you can't look at social media anymore. Amen. I mean, seriously, I, I feel bad about even saying that because we're broadcasting on social media right <laughs> now. So it's okay to come here every once in a while to watch our show, but you can even get it on the podcast. You don't have to watch it on Facebook. Is to re revise your life to live different because that's the only way anything is going to change and make a real difference, not in your life, not just in your life, but also in the lives of the people around you. I want to thank you all today. This this is our first show of many where we're going to be talking about what living different is, live different. Uh, part of that process for us would be to, to um, humbly ask you to use that hashtag whenever you're out there on social media or in places. The hashtag live different. Also add hashtag great people show. We'd appreciate that. If you catch us on the podcast, please give us a review. We we appreciate that. Sharing our show with other people is the greatest compliment that we can ever take from someone. So we want to thank you for, for doing that for us. And of course, James, I don't get to say it often enough, but just, man, thank you for being here today. I wouldn't miss it, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for uh, this whole thing. It's been awesome. See, See you next time. Thanks for joining us. Tune in to The Great People Show again next week.